You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I want to welcome you to the Faith Roots Podcast. And um, we're in a series now called Knowing God Intimately. And if you would, tell somebody about this. Try to get someone to listen who may not be a regular listener. And uh, then if you would, if you think about it, uh, anything you could help us with uh, support-wise would be very beneficial. You could go to my website, which is myfaithroots.com. We have some expense in getting out this podcast on a regular basis. And um, so anything you give toward uh, My Faith Roots is very much appreciated. So I want to thank you for that in advance. John fourteen twenty one, Jesus said these words, He who has my commandments and keeps them... It is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now, Christ taught that if you have regard for his person, it will be evidenced by your regard for his word. In other words, he does not separate himself from his word. He says, my person, my word, they are the same. So if you love me, you love my word. You love the things that I've taught you to do. And it's important to understand that what he's teaching us to do is for us, it's always for our best interest. I'll just put it plain and simple. The word of God works. It brings fruit. It avoids heartache. It keeps you from things that are destructive and deadly. And on the other hand, it leads you into things that are fruitful, beneficial, helpful, and things that bring peace. And so that's why Jesus was such a stickler for keep my commandments. He wants you to be happy. He said this about himself in John 10, I have come that they, meaning the sheep, might have life and have life more abundantly. And that's why it's important, first of all, to become a sheep. Because if you're uh, outside the fold and you've not come into the family of God, you're not going to have the abundant life. You may have a lot of stuff, but it doesn't mean you're going to have an abundant life. And so that's why it's so important to learn the importance of the Word. You cannot separate Jesus from the Word because He is the Word. And I want to read to you from the words of the Apostle John. And this is how John begins his gospel. And when you read the other three that come before, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and I'm not putting them down at all. They had a mission, they had a purpose, and their purposes were different. They deal with Jesus more from a human perspective because he did come as a human being. But John deals with Jesus as the Word presents him as the Word. And this is how he tells us about the coming of Jesus into the world. John 1, 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
Now, Luke talks about the incarnation, about how Jesus came into this world, how he was placed by the Spirit of God into the womb of Mary. Um, the, the story in Matthew is the incarnation from Joseph's point of view. Um, so we see Jesus beginning ministry. In Mark, there's not uh, almost nothing about his birth. And so what we see in John is he's presented as who he really is. He's really the Word of God. Now, when I first read this as a new believer back in 1970, I will never forget how shocked I was to realize that Jesus was God. I, I, I thought of he was the Son of God because God uh, gave him to the world, but I considered his beginning as uh, the birth in Bethlehem, and I, I didn't know that he pre-existed with the Father, that Jesus was always with God. Let me read to you from John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So here we see that he is the eternal word, and yet we know him as Jesus. And he's both. And here's the mystery. And it's hard for you to wrap your mind around because uh, we don't think of two different things occupying the same space at the same time. But Jesus was all God, and he was all man. Not half God, half man. All God, all man. And so he never left that identity. He laid down the supernatural power. He laid down the supernatural attributes. Philippians chapter 2 says he, he became of no reputation, Actually, what it means is that he emptied himself. In order to become a human, he couldn't bring the godlike power along. Somebody said, but Jesus had amazing miracles. He did. But they all came as a function of the work of the Holy Spirit on him. He did no miracles until after he received the Spirit in order to set an example for us so that we too could do the works of God that he did some of the things that he did. And uh, we're not going to get into that in depth today, but what I want you to see is he is a stickler for us listening to and obeying his words. It's not enough just to know what he said. We have to learn to become what the Scripture calls a doer of the word. James 1.22. Here's what it says, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You know, when you hear the Word of God, but you don't do it, you don't follow its instruction, you will be defeated in life, you will be confused, you will lose your battles, you will fail to have peace, you will not be successful spiritually, you won't have any of those things. And the Bible says it is because you are deceiving yourself. In other words, the devil doesn't have to do any work at all if you don't do the word. You not doing the word is going to bring you to defeat. That's why it's so important that when you study the word, you always come away from your study with a thought about what you're going to do with what you've heard. You know, as a pastor, for all the years that I preached and ministered to people, 
I always came with this idea. What do I want them to know? And therefore, what do I want them to do? If people don't do the word, they never keep the word. It doesn't mean anything to them. It never becomes a part of their lives. But the word will transform you when you begin to be a doer of the word. And so that's why Jesus said you have to hear my commandments, but you also have to keep them. In other words, you got to do them. It's the doing that brings the blessing. Let me give you a great example of this. And it was the first time that I ever had anything like this happen. And for those of you who've listened to me preach or teach, you maybe have heard this story before. But about three, four, five weeks into my walk with Christ, I went to church and was very faithful, went every service, and every service requested prayer to anyone who would come near me and ask me, Willie, is there anything we can pray with you about? And I would always say, yes, pray for my girlfriend. She doesn't know the Lord. And some of the people were very kind. They meant well, but they really didn't help me because they didn't teach me the word. But there was a lady, I'll never forget her. Her name was Dorothy. Dorothy did me a favor. She gave me the word of God. And she said to me very plainly, Willie, you need a new girlfriend. Now, I have to be honest with you. When she said that first, my first thought was, she's trying to set me up with a Christian girl who's here at the church. But then she went into the scriptures. When she went into the scriptures, I realized it was a lot bigger than what I thought it was. She showed me 2 Corinthians 6.14, where the Apostle Paul very clearly says, Be you, not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship does light have with darkness? And I realized that I was violating a principle of God's word. She showed me how that if I were to marry this girl and we had children, that there would be nothing but heartache in our home because I would want to serve God. I'd want to take those kids to church. I'd, I'd want to live for God in front of them. All the while, she's working against me. I thought, what a heartbreak that would be. Now, I went home not really determined yet that I was going to break up with this girl. I had to think about it. But the more that I thought, the more I realized I had no choice. If I am going to follow Christ, I have got to do this. So I called her and asked if we could sit and talk for a minute outside her house. I pulled up in front of the house, went up, knocked on the door. We came out and sat in my car. And I told her as politely as I could, as kindly as I could, that this was the last time that we would be together, that I had to go my way. I'm going to follow Christ. And she let me know that she didn't agree with the path that I was taking. She wanted me to be exactly like I had been before I accepted the Lord. I knew I couldn't go back to that. But I went ahead, broke up with her. And as I drove away, I was fully expected, uh, expecting to be heartbroken. Something happened to me that I had not prepared for. There was a flood of joy, the joy of obedience. There was a flood of the joy of obedience that came into my heart. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. 
I was fully expecting to be brokenhearted and down as I drove away from here, but that's not the case. I am excited. I, I'm looking forward to what God has for me next. And I didn't have a steady girl after that for many months, in fact, over a year. And even then, she wasn't the one that I was going to marry. But the point that I want to make is I came to a place where I saw that when you do the Word of God, it brings a joy to your heart. So it wasn't enough just for me to hear it. I had to learn to do it. And so that's the key to walking with Christ and knowing God intimately. It is listening to, hearing, discovering, reading His commandments, and then when you see them, you do them. And that's what brings the greatest peace you'll ever know. That's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I hope that you'll join me then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.